0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Content Clearinghouse. I'm Brett Chisholm. And I'm Josh Evans. Our mission, if we choose to accept it, which we do, is to bring you a very special episode of the Content Clearinghouse, something unlike anything that has ever been jammed into your ear holes, an interview with one of the most amazing people on the planet, our friend, Rusty Lewis. He trained us as wind tunnel instructors, taught Tom Cruise how to fly his body, and then participated in the insane opening stunt of Mission and Possible Fallout. Bop Bop Bana Bop Bop Bana Boodoo
1: Boodoo Cut It
2: Movies shows and video games, podcast books and their acclaims,
1: let their favorite content become yours.
0: house, And it starts right now.
1: Please welcome to the content House our dear friend, Rusty Lewis. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> We're doing awesome, man. Um, so Rusty is one of the most impressive and capable people I've ever met. And his resume definitely backs up that claim. Rusty is a world-class competitive skydiver. He's the head of the International Body Flight Association, which is the governing body for wind tunnels. And uh, he's a Frontier Airlines captain. But the primary reason that we are asking him to join us today is he's also a Hollywood blockbuster stuntman featured prominently in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout 2018. Christopher McQuarrie directed Tom Cruise Vehicle and Stunt Spectacular. Rusty, how do you feel having all this praise lavished upon
2: you? Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rather flattered, mate, to be <laughs> to be fair. I, uh, I should hire you just to just to run around the country with me, just to tout me. That, that, I mean, make me feel good. I love it. Well, in this
1: <laughs> current climate, I don't exactly have a whole lot of other work, buddy. So I'll follow you <laughs> around and uh, I'll
2: be your carnival barker. I love it. That sounds great. I should uh, I should just hire you to make me an elevator pitch. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you do I'll great. script it
2: out for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on.
0: Thank
1: you. Yeah, dude, we appreciate you coming on. We're really excited to hear your story today. Uh, I met Rusty about ten years ago. Uh, he did my FITP, which is Flight Instructor Training Program in the wind tunnel. Anyone that wants to become an instructor goes through this. You know, four to six week intensive tunnel boot camp. And Rusty was my trainer. It's basically his job to whip me into shape and in many ways take me from being a little bit of a wiener head
0: into a halfway functional man boy that I am. Uh, you know, I I was thinking uh, before the show that training to become a wind tunnel instructor was definitely one of the most physically and mentally demanding things I have ever gone through, and I feel like any wind tunnel instructor, especially one that has been trained by Rusty, would probably say something similar.
1: Yeah, he's an absolute legend when it comes to this stuff. I don't know about you, Brett, but uh, for a while after my training was complete, I kind of had this feeling that Rusty didn't like me very much because uh, <laughs> she had to, had to be so hard on me. So uh, imagine my surprise when Few years later, Rusty uh, propositioned me to be on a skydiving team with him, and so for the fast, for our last five years, Rusty and I have been competing together uh, in numerous skydiving competitions. And it's been amazing, like getting to do all these skydives with Rusty. You know, I've learned a ton because he's so experienced in this realm, and it's been really great, man. It's been it's been impressive watching you skydive and getting a jump with you.
2: I w- I will say definitely um the last the last 5 years being on that team together has been some of the most uh, special skydiving experiences that I've had in my now 24 years of skydiving but uh I appreciate that mate and it's uh, it's it's definitely been um awesome to be able to be on the other side of that looking and learning from you too so I mean, that's just you know part of the whole team deal is to be able to learn from each other and it was it's been really awesome.
0: Yeah, thanks man. Skydiving with Josh is awesome, but um, I'm really curious about skydiving with Tom Cruise uh, because not not many people can say they've uh, been in a movie like this, performed a stunt like this, and we're talking one of the uh, biggest movie franchises, the highest budgets, and this is arguably one of the best action stars of all time. So I'm really, I can't wait to jump into how this whole uh, process developed. But um, Josh, you want to talk a a little bit more about some of the skydiving background, or do you want to just jump right into the stunt from Mission Impossible Fallout? I say we get right into it. I think
1: uh, people are probably more interested in hearing about Rusty jumping with Tom Cruise than they are about hearing him jumping with me. So, if anyone is familiar with uh, Mission Impossible: Fallout, you know the the first big stunt in the movie is this just like absolutely amazing skydiving stunt. And Rusty was the stunt double for Henry Cavill. He uh, he was a big part of this entire sequence. And so, I think we're just gonna we're gonna take it away. We want to hear your story, Rusty, about uh about this stunt like for instance how did you get involved in this
0: project jumping
1: with tom cruise I
0: mean, did somebody recruit you i i know you don't you're not out there uh auditioning for these things skydiving
2: no you're right there is it was no it was no um linkedin or you know Indeed <laughs> job you know search that people were out there like oh we're looking for a uh Henry Cavill stunt double um must be a skydiver um but no it was uh, actually it was it was really interesting the the way I got recruited so the the whole or most of the movie was was filmed in London in the UK um and to my understanding um a good portion of of Tom's movies and um are filmed out there in either in Europe the UK specifically um outside of the US and uh, for what reason, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, so they they uh, the main stunt coordinator, Wade Eastwood, who's worked for uh, uh, Tom and his movies a lot in the past, um, hired uh, a friend of mine, Alan Hewitt, who has worked on a series of different movies in the past, um, a lot of James Bond stuff um, and um, The Kingsman. Uh, but he, he has a, a really impressive... Resume as well with uh, specifically moving, uh, sorry, uh, working with uh, movies and TV shows. Anyway, so he was hired as the skydiving stunt coordinator, and so as he was putting his team together, he, he hired uh, a, a large amount of my friends from England. You know, I grew up in England. Um, I started skydiving in England, and uh, the beginning of my skydiving career really started in in England and Europe. So, I was just. Thankfully for then just right place, right time and and so just really knew um a lot of the people that were already on this job.
0: And so the accent doesn't just work with the ladies. It
2: helps you get into big movies too. (laughs) I I guess so. (laughs) For everybody there. But it's uh it's it was it definitely helped being English because they um they were very specific about, hey, we needed we wanted a European crew to do this. Um, the you know because of just how the differences are with sag and and the whole different process over in Europe um, for stunts etc so they uh, um, they had originally filled the spot with um, a, a skydiver, somebody else to double and um, long story short it wasn't it wasn't really working out um, but within that team you know you guys have been on teams. And we know that team dynamic is very important and being able to understand and work with each other. You know, sometimes, you know, things don't work out. It's like being in a marriage, right? You you disagree or some things don't go well and how you react to how, how something doesn't work out. Maybe in your favor, you, how you react will, will definitely kind of tell if it's going to work or not. And so uh, uh, long story short... The, the person that was originally hired, it wasn't it sort of wasn't working out very well. And so I got, it was just a off-the-wall text message to start with from a very, very good friend of mine. And the text message started with, hey, how much skydiving? Or are you still skydiving? Something like, are you still skydiving much? Or are you, uh, how much skydiving do you do? How current are you? And, and so then that started into, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still jumping a lot. And um, uh, very active and... So on and so forth. And, you know, they they know about my tunnel background and, and skydiving history. But uh, so that turned very quickly into a phone call, which was, um, Hey, so uh, are you free next week? Babe, what are you doing on Monday? This is a Friday. What are you doing on Monday? Uh, I said, Well, I'm, I'm supposed to be working. I had a trip for Frontier. Uh, I'm supposed to be working. Um, oh, um, any chance you can be in London on Monday? I said, Well, um, uh, it's it's it is Friday. It's, I know it was six o'clock in the evening. It's, it's Friday. That's pretty so tight. I, 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 yeah, I could. Um, <laughs> wh- why? They said, "Well, I can't really tell you." I said, well, um, you want me to be in England, be in London on Monday? Um, Drop every no reason for a mystery trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just
0: come <laughs> over. And, the ultimate and so uh, a-
2: grab bag of uh, surprises there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then it was. I was like, "Well, I, I, I can." Um, thankfully my frontier schedule is very flexible. So I was able to drop the trip. I said, what? I said, I could do it, but you got to tell, you got to give me at least a little bit of insight what's going on. And and so my buddy said, yeah, I'm, um, we're working on this, this, uh, this movie. Um, and, uh, it's, it's going to be a deal with, with Tom Cruise. I said, okay, great. Don't need to hear anymore. I'll, uh, (laughs) I'll see you. I'll see you on Monday. I'll quit my job. (laughs) So I said, uh, actually to start off with he said i just want you to know that i'm not guaranteeing you a spot but you would need to come over and i kind of need to introduce you to these guys um you know wade i haven't met before who's the main stunt coordinator for uh, the movie uh so all the fight scenes that's that's kind of Wade's department and actually wade is a skydiver um but uh you know, I need to introduce you to Wade and hopefully, you know, some of that team. And then if Tom is here, then hopefully you can meet Tom. And, um, we, you know, it's just a, it's basically it's it's we're rolling the dice. But I think that you would be perfect for the job. And I would love you to be here. Get here. I'll see you Monday morning. So that's awesome.
0: So did you feel did you? have an idea that you would be skydiving with Tom, potentially if you were chosen for that team?
1: Yeah. Did you know, did you have any idea what was being planned?
2: At the beginning, it was, uh, my understanding at the beginning was it was just a wind tunnel project, gotcha. not necessarily okay. a full skydiving project. Um, so no, I didn't at the time. My, my understanding was it was just a, a wind tunnel deal.
0: So, wow, what Josh, a or, crazy phone call. That, that is insane. I've never gotten a test text like that. Uh, for for listeners that aren't uh, skydivers or aren't really familiar with wind tunnels, Josh or maybe Rusty, because it's hard to talk about yourself sometimes, especially a legend like Rusty. But Josh, what? How would you describe like Rusty's uh, truly phenomenal skill set? I mean, this isn't just somebody with a lot of skydiving experience. This is gold medalist, you know, training the trainers, kind of. I am trying to put it into context because when when I thought about Rusty getting chosen for a project like this, I kind of immediately jumped to his skydiving qualifications. But it's, so it's really interesting for me to hear about the team dynamic, which makes a lot of sense uh, in retrospect. But how how would you put into context the the you know just the skill set that Rusty has.
1: Well, he's okay. He, he's all right, I guess. I mean, (laughs) uh, yeah, the, uh, well said, like you said, Rusty is like, he is literally training the trainers in this worldwide industry of wind tunnels. And like we mentioned before, you know, the, the wind tunnel training experience is extremely intense and it was developed over many years and Rusty was part of that development. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rusty, but you've been involved with wind tunnels pretty much since the very beginning, since the first wind tunnel of the modern era was opened. Is that correct? Uh, yep,
2: yeah, that's right. 18
1: years now. It's a long time. And over that time, not only have you trained, you know, instructors, which is quite a feat in and of itself, but you've also trained countless people to fly in the various body positions that are required to be proficient in the wind tunnel. You've trained other people that are operating in your same capacity, you know, people that are going to go out there and create the instructors of the next generation. And on top of all that, you've competed on various teams in different disciplines. I mean, you've kind of got this, this wide swath of experience throughout skydiving and wind tunnels that, I mean, I'd say very few people in the world are probably of the same caliber or have the same qualifications that you have right now.
0: Yeah, it's. I think you might. Uh, there might be if there is a monster.com sort of uh, job opening for stunt skydivers, like you might be the next guy, Rusty. Especially after this job.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Rusty, well, when did so cheesy, you? Yeah. When did you first meet Tom Cruise like was that we like right off the plane and he was there holding like the rusty Lewis plaque or uh how did
2: how did that whole thing go down he pulled up a three sixty in his motorcycle he's like get on no <laughs> time for helmets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a helicopter chasing me um so so well, fast forward a little bit after the phone call i you know i I get to London and um I arrive into London on uh, Sunday night. I took the the night flight. Uh, sorry, the day flight on Sunday from New York, and I got to, I got into London um, Sunday night, and I got a hotel. And my buddy picked me up <clears throat> as he said Monday morning, first thing, eight o'clock, picked me up from the hotel, and I'm twenty minutes from the studios. And so we show up at the studios, and um, I actually didn't get to meet um, Tom until the afternoon. So I we we got there, at you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. And uh, there was a bunch of sort of prelim stuff before they sort of brought Tom out because they were filming too. They were working and they had a schedule that they were trying to stick to. After, especially after Tom got hurt, um, the uh, so I, I didn't actually get a chance to meet him until the uh, until the afternoon. So now he
1: wasn't hurt. Uh, this this is before you showed up. This is a different
0: stunt, right? His injury. You're talking about the broken ankle.
2: Yeah. So he yeah. He, Broke his ankle um, in the, I think it was the August or September, so uh, August I think it was. So, and that was the building jump that he did. Um, when you see in the movie itself, you'll see, um, you know, he's running on the roof, um, yeah, and, and then he does the building jump from one to the other. And I'm not, you, you've probably seen some of the behind the scenes stuff, but um, where he actually where he does the jump and the one that's actually in the movie was the one that they used when he actually broke his ankle Got to did, stay in they character. Did it a bunch of times. And, uh, so when he, when he hobbles off, it's not because it was acting it's because he couldn't actually step, put any weight on that foot because <laughs> he'd broken it. But yeah, so, so he was out, out of action for, a, you know, an extended period of time there. And, um, so, right, kind of when he, w- he was coming back, was you know he was still recovering from that all, all the way through to the end of the work that we did, um, he was still recovering from that. Um, and this so is how yeah, but, you become the
0: greatest action star in history, total badass.
2: He and is, walk it off, yes, exactly that, exactly that. Um, but yeah, so um, it was it was that same day. It was in the afternoon. Um, uh, we got I got to meet him, and then you know we got to fly in the wind tunnel. It was a very extraordinary, at least, start to that whole project for me. Was it like a
1: "Hey, good to meet you"? Or did you guys like sit down and talk a little bit? Like, did you have to kind of feel you out and see
2: if you were like the right yes. person for the job first? Uh, absolutely, yeah. So um, the so the way that sort of worked was I showed up and um, they had a wind tunnel, the, the wind tunnel ready to go, and uh, they'd been kind of using it. Uh, you know, trying it out, and the, they they made the the largest outdoor wind tunnel in the world um, for Tom Cruise for this for this project, um, and um, so I I show up and you know I walk around this facility, just an amazing facility that they put together, and um, they said, here, throw on a throw on a jumpsuit, let's go fly. So that's what I did. I threw on a jumpsuit, you know, as we do, and run upstairs, and they fire this thing up and. Um, I jumped in and you know flew around. You know, just like uh, you, you guys have flown in wind tunnels enough to know that you get into a brand new wind tunnel for the first time that you're a little unfamiliar with, and you, you kind of get in, you kind of go slow, and you feel out the wind, and you you start to figure out where your boundaries are and what your limits are, and, and then you then you sort of you know kind of go to town a little bit. So um, this one for me took a little a little longer than what I would say was would be normal for me because. I I have zero experience in an outdoor wind tunnel. You know, all of my tunnel time is in enclosed in indoor walled facilities. So, um yeah, we, I I uh, so this thing has no walls then no, nothing Just a at all. complete so open it's, air. It's a it's a column of air with airbags around the outside and this column of air went up 80 feet. I mean oh, you're man. you're up so high above the treetops it is it was eerily nerve-wracking, you know. For was, you know, was it? Fa- I mean, was with, the
0: air pretty fast? Were you able to fly head down or fly in those faster body positions?
2: Yeah, you could fly. You could fly head down, um, and uh, it was it was tough to to hold a position, um, a head down, like a static, non-moving head down position. For any sort of extended period of time, because it just wasn't fast enough for that, unless it was really cold outside, um, in which you could just hold it off. So the the person that
0: did the filming, uh, Craig O'Brien, was he also practicing filming in this wind tunnel facility as well?
2: So um, uh, Craig was um, Craig was brought onto the project. just slightly after, because at the beginning there was no certainty whether there was actually going to be a real skydive. Um, they, they were, it was my understanding that the beginning, the, the jump, that was all going to be, um, uh, CGI'd, um, some of that stuff that was, um, that, that was on the, on the actual C-17 where you can see them, they're, they're talking right, you know, immediately prior to the jump. Um, the, uh, that was all filmed in, in England, actually in a C-17. So um, it was my understanding they were going to they were just going to practice, you know, just diving out the back of that and you know onto a, what would have been, I guess, just a small air mat. But the uh, that, and the rest of it was going to be CGI'd and the, the tunnel was going to be the primary uh, deal for the the actual uh, film itself. But that just so they're
1: green screen it or something, yeah. What they're so, planning,
2: yeah. So the. Uh, the intention was um uh, as i believe it is is for it to be uh, at the beginning was for it to be a a wind tunnel sort of skydiving stunt um but, but boy how that how that grew and changed um the um, so the i flew in the wind tunnel so i'm here it's 9 15 in the morning i hadn't even got my cup of coffee yeah and so like, hey get get in the tunnel go fly you're gonna love it so and i you know i get and i fly and it's just having a blast it was so fun and um uh, the uh, the studio is actually um in london where a lot of the movie was filmed uh, the, the warner brothers studio there is uh, it's actually just north outside of london by about 30 minutes um but in a little town town called watford and um there really isn't much to watford um but uh, Universal Studios, and it's an old World War II sort of airbase, which they own pretty much all of it now. Some of the some of the uh, the land that was the airbase is now has now been sort of sectioned off and is housing, etc., etc. But the the majority of it, the buildings, like the big hangars, they're stages, you know. And uh, if if you think of every stage has or every hangar is lettered, you know, A through I saw a. I think P was the highest I saw, but there's just hangars everywhere. These And the hangar is just a massive facility that they, um, uh, for their manufactured um, aircraft in, you know, they put aircraft together. So they, um, you know, the, what's cool is when you walk around the whole place, there's just pictures of how it was as a World War II base, um, but now Warner Brothers um, owns it. And uh, they lease out uh, spaces and stages to all these different projects that are going on, um, and, uh, so it was, a it was cool to, you get in the tunnel and fly up and see just kind of a, across the grounds, which was, uh, which is, which was pretty neat because it wasn't the wind tunnel was all outside. It wasn't in one of these, one of these buildings. Um, so, uh, so we, we flew and, uh, and then the, uh, the, the stunt coordinator, the main stunt coordinator, Wade, uh, showed up with his team and, um, the, uh, you know, I, you know, was introduced to wade and they said oh let's go fly so we jump in we all go fly and and he said oh can you you know can you fly on your back I said, yeah i can i can fly on my back and so i flew on my back he goes hey can you close your eyes yeah can you can you turn around like that yeah go up and down great hey can you have you ever flown with a, a rig on a parachute rig on i said yeah i've done i've done some time in a tunnel with a parachute rig on so he said okay so they send somebody and they pick up the mock parachute system. They throw one on. He's like, "Okay, jump in. Do this. Okay, now do this. Now do this." He's like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> so get out the tunnel, and he shuts down. He goes, "Somebody call Tom. Get Tom over here." Oh so, man! So, um, so that was he, your audition, basically. Essentially, it was kind of like the yeah. interview, and um, and then Tom showed up, and um, he, uh, you know, Tom is you know the he, he is the guy right so he's he shows up and everybody shows up you know when when rusty shows up it was rusty <laughs> when tom shows up it was a hundred people <laughs> it was it was it was an epic experience to just just to watch just to be there to watch the the vehicles that showed up prior to and I mean, that's the way it should be. They want it perfect, and you, know, and you know, Tom runs on a very strict and very regimented schedule. That everything has to be done at the right time, and you know, he when he goes somewhere, he wants it to be: I'm here, I get my 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 stuff done, and I'm out. And um, and and that's the way that the team there just rolled, and they they were really good at making that happen. But you know, he showed up, and and uh, it was. I mean it was just October so uh, for those that haven't been to England as we're nearing winter it gets a little chilly and um, <laughs> the days the days start to get a little shorter as the as the clocks change but um you know it was a beautiful it was perfect day it was a one of it was one of the few perfect days in England but it was it was one awesome. of the three
1: perfect days you guys get
2: that's it that's summer and um <laughs> and so he uh we show up and they, they get him kitted up and uh um, you know, watching Tom get 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 geared up to fly was 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 awesome because it's like Iron Man. Like he stands, and then people just dress him. It's it was ama- <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, when I when I become rich and famous, uh, ho- hopefully one day in another life, if it doesn't happen this time, I want to have somebody that I could just dress me, just put, put my stuff on. Um, as long and, as I don't yeah, have to do a-
1: that job while I'm following you around the country, <laughs> carnival barking for you.
2: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, so you know, Tom got geared up, and um, uh, and then we, we we jump in and we fly, and we we I watch him fly, and he can fly in his he fly in his belly, and he's start just starting to, starting to learn to fly on his back. Um, you know, Tom has some skydiving um, experience before this whole deal, and so you know he, he knew how you know what, what to do with his body. Um, but it was some time ago and, and anyway, so, um, we, uh, we had to fly and, you know, it was, that was kind of the, um, the end of the introduction where it was okay. So now I want to do this and, and, and that's when I learned that it was actually going to be a full on skydiving thing. Cause he's like, Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to go skydive. I want you to do this and I want you to be available for this. And, um, you know, I was like, uh, sure, yeah, wh- whatever, whatever you want, uh, I, I'll do that. You know, I thought it was just going to be a, a two-week deal, show up, and we, we we fly some stuff in the wind tunnel, boom, done. And it was, no, that was when it was, you know, there was already conversations that were happening in the background that that, that um, uh, even that my buddy that called me wasn't even aware of. And um, so, yeah, the initial... Hey, this is probably going to take maybe a couple weeks turned into this. We're going to be, I was on this project for six months. So you know, I'm
0: so glad they made that decision to transition uh, to filming this live action on a skydive because it's just, I, I you know, it, it doesn't just add like realism, but it's just an amazing story. It's just like a fascinating uh, piece of content background. I mean, Josh and I talk all the time about how much we love to know the backstory of the content that we love and how yeah. the things are made and about the creators of it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, halo jump in a movie with Tom Cruise, him doing his own stunts, them doing it out of a C 17. That's so much better than something filmed in a wind tunnel and, you know, adding CG. I just, and I just love that about Tom Cruise movies is, you know, this is, this is the real deal. You know, this is like, yeah, it's a movie. It's meant to entertain, but they want to make it as epic as possible and go that extra mile just just to entertain you for a few hours. I love that. It would have been weird in a Mission Impossible movie
1: to have a skydiving stunt not filmed in the sky because, you know, the the entire franchise is all about, like, authenticity with the stunts and, like, putting Tom Cruise into these scenarios because he's clearly a superhuman and capable of doing pretty much anything. So I I think it would have been really weird if they hadn't had that free fall element actually in there.
2: I agree. Yeah, definitely. And interestingly, um, I know that this kind of goes to the end, a little bit of the end of like the, the whole wind tunnel deal, but the, um, even though we filmed a bunch of stuff in the wind tunnel before anything happened in the middle East, um, skydiving related spoiler alert, um, it was filmed in the middle East. (laughs) They, um, yeah, they, um, they never used any of the footage from the wind tunnel.
1: Yeah. Because the footage is
2: just so much, so much better.
1: Yeah. You cannot fake, even with the wind tunnel, you cannot fake someone
0: being in the sky. It's always going to look a little contained. I wonder if that was some of the impetus to switch to an actual skydive is like reviewing
2: that footage. They, I mean, the, the, the skydiving, once once the decision had been made, and they went back and forth about actually doing this skydive for real, uh, once the decision had been made to do it, um, you know, it took quite a bit of planning to, to get that to happen. So they, had, they still, even with all that planning and all the money that went into uh, investing in putting together the skydiving sequence the real skydiving sequence they still wanted to make sure that they had some wind tunnel footage which was their kind of their, their their kind of motto is hey if we cannot get this in free fall, at least we have something in the bank that we could just about work with Gotta um, get the movie I, made I, yeah exactly at some point there has to be a, a an end right there has to be a a time stop for when we try to get this stuff and so um, you know, they had something that they could work with now, would it have looked as good? I, I don't think no. so. And I think that, no way. you know, though, those people that understand how, these, um, how skydiving works and how freefall works, they would have looked at that and gone, well, probably it, it would have looked better if it was real, but you could tell it's done in a wind tunnel. But, you know, still it might, I'm sure they, they would have done a really good, good job of making it look really cool because, you know, they, they hire really good people in the um, special effects department to make it look cool. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, obviously I'm very thankful that it ended up being a real skydiving scene.
1: So something that I always thought seeing this behind the scenes footage was really interesting was the, um, you know, like the people that are producing these mini documentaries about the movie, were always talking about how big of a deal it was that, you know, they w- it was filmed in free fall and how much precision is needed the uh, you know, the the ability to exit stable and then for Tom Cruise to fly down within inches of the cameraman and the rollover, all these different flips and transitions you guys were doing. The funny thing about that is anyone coming from Rusty's experience, you know, that kind of flying is all pretty basic. It's all kind of like intro to tunnel one oh one. But when you look at those kind of maneuvers from the outside, like the general population, people who have no experience with skydiving, just the simple fact that you're jumping out of a plane is absolutely insane and crazy. And, you know, to the average viewer, that's on par with, you know, Tom Cruise doing a 360 dive in a helicopter. They all just seem so insane and unattainable. So did you, did you train Tom for like those maneuvers or those things he already knew? and, did you have any input in like what the
2: sequence was going to be? Yeah. So, um, uh, so at the beginning, so what happens is, is when they, when they, when they have a stunt like this, they have a team of people in this, in their special effects department or the visual effects department. And they, and they come up with um, almost like a cartoon, a video animated cartoon of, this is sort of what we want the stunt to look like. And it's the first time I saw it, I was, I I was like, wow! This, this this is really cool. This is really impressive because I, you know, I'd not seen work like that done before. From, you know, have never having worked with special effects or visual effects people that they could just come up with a ca- cartoon that almost looks like the movie. And like an animated you know, storyboard or something. Exactly, yeah. So That's cool. you know, they it's it's hey, we want we want them jumping out of an airplane. And then it's you know you got Tom diving down and it's, it's an action movie. So in all action movies, they're either they're either after somebody to kill him or being chased by somebody because somebody's trying to trying to get after them. So it's boring you know, if nobody's trying to kill you. Right. So you got know, Tom's going out and he's he's chasing Walker, the character. Uh, that's Henry's character. Um, and um, you know there's this there's this tussle or something in freefall. Uh, if I remember right, at the beginning. Um, it, it, it wasn't supposed to be that there's a lightning strike and he loses consciousness and he loses his bottle. Um, I, there was some discussion at the beginning that there's a there's a, actually a like a physical altercation that's happening. Um, and um, you know they're tumbling tumbling, but it, it, it ended up turning into there's this they're in the middle of a thunderstorm and um, there's a lightning strike and Tom gets hit by lightning and, and uh, Henry's character gets hit by lightning. And loses his oxygen system, and so now is is unconscious. And Tom is now going to dive down save save this person, um, uh, who is Henry. And you know there's a there's a struggle because it's hard. And and then at some point they're going to get him stable and deploy his parachute. So they they said we want it to look something like this. But what what can we what can we physically achieve inside the wind tunnel? Um, a in this amount of time to train. And and you know you've got to remember they're still filming the rest of the movie as well, so there's other scenes that haven't been finished. So it's like, hey, we have a little bit of time here, a little bit of time here, a little bit of time here to train and practice. And you know, I I will say this, um, you know, Tom is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And you know, and what's great about um, what he does is, for his it seems like his whole life, you know, making movies, he's he's always learning something new. And so he's, he's been a, I don't, it's not in a derogatory sense, a student, but he's, he's so good at taking information and you say it to him, you know, once or twice and he's kind of, he's getting it or he's got it, you know? So it's, it's um, you know, he, just like any student, you know, there are some things that, that took him longer to learn than others. Um, but that's just, that's just the way that, you know, high activity high action sports you know like skydiving is it's not it's not easy to do everything so he um I mean, he worked so hard to to be able to get all the skills that he needed and so you know i just went through and said you know these are the skills that he needs and this is how long i think it's going to take and you know some things were like that might take too long how can we adjust the script to do that and what what can we feasibly do inside the wind tunnel um well, can and you- make it look good
1: can you expound on anything that you guys had to cut? Like uh, anything that you thought would take too long to train? That's really interesting. I never even thought about that.
2: Well, you know, like um, if you put, if you lay one person on top of a, of a second person, so if you, well, you, you guys know, but for, for those that don't, if you lay, let's just say on your stomach in, in free fall or in a wind tunnel, it needs X amount of speed. And, you know, the rough pe- rough number that people use is about 120 miles an hour. So, <clears throat> But when you, if you add a person to that, let's just say I stand on top of you or I, I lay on top of you and we curl up into a ball, well, that speed increases exponentially, not only because of the doubled-up weight, but also the re- re- reduction in surface area presented to the wind. And so there was, a, there was a lot of sections that they wanted to do in the wind tunnel which required you know, Tom holding on to either Henry, because we could fl- use Henry in the wind tunnel, or me, if I was going to stand in a double in the wind tunnel. So, um, but the wind, the the wind tunnel, a was not fast enough, and b even if it was fast enough, uh, as you guys know, the 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 faster the wind speed is, uh, especially in a wind tunnel, just the smallest uh, body position that's just not quite perfect, it's that much quicker to respond. And so, if you if you're just about to lose control, which we all do from time to time. Um, you're exponentially quicker going to lose control uh, at wind speeds that it would need to do some of the stuff that they wanted so anything that required us to be like tucked into a ball and and rolling over each other you know that which is classic free-fall stuff hey we're gonna we're gonna sort of run into each other I'm gonna hold on to you and then we're gonna tumble well you can't really do that effectively in a wind tunnel because you don't you don't have the space you don't have the height and you don't have the wind speed to be able to do it safely because you know part of what the the, um, the like the photography, the the filming team, the camera team said, well, we we just can't have, we can't see the net. We don't want to see the mats. We have to be able to um, either look up, <clears throat> which is why they used the uh, uh, the outdoor wind tunnel. Is because they had less to green screen out, and anything that they have around the outside just makes more work for them to green screen out. So that's why they we had to sort of x x out some of that stuff. Is because." Um, we needed stuff that would actually fly in the wind tunnel, and you know, to cater to Tom's skills in the wind tunnel. Like I said, we we uh, we spend a lot of time with Henry because Henry had zero experience, no skydives in the past, no wind tunnel time, no nothing. It was he was a brand new. They, this looks cool. I'm I'm down to try first time flyer. And, yeah.
0: That's so. And he awesome. basically
2: was. And so now we're going to teach a first time flyer how to fly on his belly, fly on his back. You know, this stuff just takes time as, as you guys are well aware of. And you know, it's hours and hours and hours of practice just to be able to do nothing, meaning just to be able to sit still. And then more hours and hours and hours of practice to be able to Move around and look like you're in control, and now still be in control when somebody runs into you and not fall out of the wind. So you, you you can kind of see how this all kind of sandwiches together, and then it it sort of restricts. And so part part of what what I was hired to do to start with was is um, hey tell us hey tell us what you tell us what we can feasibly do. This is what roughly what we want it to look like. And so we would go back and say this 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 section here is probably going to take this this much time. Can we and can we do it? This is this possible based upon, you know, uh, what we can teach and can the facility actually? Can, can we actually do it? Meaning, let's just say, Josh, you and I get into the wind tunnel and do this. Yes, we could probably fudge it, but you know, there was times that say, would it look like to the viewer that that you are actually using your skills to 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 stay where you are, and not not flat the wind tunnel? And a lot of times, I'd be like, yep. Anybody with any, you know, any significant amount of experience would say that's either not possible or only possible with using every single, every single ounce of, of skill that somebody with thousands of hours of wind tunnel experience has to be able to not, you know, get pushed off the side. So, it's
1: so cool. um, They took your input. I could totally see a scenario where someone that's highly skilled and understands the physics of it is just kind of like relegated to the background you're like you're not the star here we're gonna do whatever we think but it's so awesome that the production company is like okay this guy is one of the premier experts in the world and if he says we're not gonna be able to pull this off then we need to rewrite it that is so awesome you
2: know funny one of the things one of the stories I, I I remember telling was was uh so the the wind tunnel itself was in the back lot so it was not inside so whenever they radio, you know, they get on the radio or they just, they just phone Alan, who was my boss, who was the skydiving stunt coordinator. And they'd be like, Hey, Rusty, um, uh, you, you're needed to, you need to go to the production office. So I was there for a week. So this was, Hey, show up Monday morning. Um, let's see, plan, plan to be here for a week. If you, um, if for some reason it doesn't work out, you don't like the team or you're not really interested or they or they, they just don't think that you're the right fit, then we'll just, uh, I don't know, we'll just go hit some of the, fantastic pubs in London for a week. And so um it was always a good excuse to go to, to go back to London. But um so, you know, this was day this was day three. So Wednesday I was there and Alan gets a phone call. Hey Ross, do you need to go to production? I was like, man, it feels like I'm getting called to the headmaster's office. What did I do wrong? So <laughs> get paddled. <laughs> get paddled. But so yeah, it was we he and I showed up and um and I actually sat next to Chris Macquarie and and uh, de- detailed out you know roughly what we thought at the time how that scene could look and it you know it continued to change as we as we worked through o- over the you know the course of the few weeks to to you know to see what Tom was comfortable with and what Tom you know because Tom really uh, e- e- even though Chris Macquarie was like I want it to look like this Tom would say. Well, that was cool, but I think we should make it look like this for this reason. And and you know, you know, a lot of t- times, you know, as as being, you know, their co-director is he. You know, he 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 could make that call. And you know, it's his movie. It's his franchise. So he he could say, well, all that work we did. He could say, well, actually, I want it to look like this. And there were times where he just said, no, I'm not doing that. Or actually, I know this is going to be harder, but we're going to do it, and I don't care how long it takes. Just make it happen. So. Because um, you know, he had that poll, and that 's why it 's Tom Cruise, but the um uh, yeah putting putting that scene together was 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 yeah, it was really cool it was it was a very surreal experience
1: let 's take a quick break and then we will come back and keep discussing this content,
0: Ooh, content.
1: The content clearing house is brought to you by best maps ever. They make checklist posters for outdoor adventurers who want to see it all. If you want to visit every national park in the United States. Climb every 14er in Colorado or ski every slope in New England. Best Maps Ever posters are the perfect way to track and inspire your quest.
0: Every map is lovingly designed with icons marking each location so you can stick a pin in the icon or color it in with a marker as you check off the areas you've been to. They offer mounting and framing services for maps that are ready for pinning right out of the box or if you prefer to mount the map yourself, there are tips on the website to help you with that. They have a slew of maps relating to protected areas and public lands like state parks, national forests, and even more obscure maps like the National Wild and Scenic Rivers System. So Josh, one of the maps my wife and I have mounted in our camper is the National Parks map. Now it's covered in pins because, well, you know, Bree and I get around. And Best Maps Ever makes our gallivanting around the country even more fun Because we can put a pin in the map to prove that we've been there and done that. No one could ever cheat that system, Brett. Well,
1: it is on the honor system. Best Maps Ever does not employ any sort of pin-related security system that will come to your house and check and see if you've actually visited the places you've pinned. (gasps) Since you brought it up, I have uh, the skydiving drop zone map hanging up in my office. It's one of the few decorations I have that's not celebrating one of my many athletic achievements. In fact... It's hanging up on the wall right next to my world's most humble man trophy. For all your cartographic needs, visit bestmapsever.com. They've got the best maps ever. Clear it
0: out. Welcome back to the Content Clearinghouse. So we're so grateful to have Rusty Lewis, legend, on our show. Uh so we do want to talk a little bit about Mission Impossible Fallout and Rusty I'm curious if uh you know you mentioned talking about James Bond it's awesome too that you had this intersection of uh interests with aviation obviously aviation is your career a passion of yours so it's amazing you got to see this World War 2 facility in London uh, um I want to hear, too, if you have some personal experience with the Mission Impossible franchise. If this, is, if these are movies that you grew up on, if this was something you were like, uh, maybe a childhood dream of yours to be involved
2: in? You, you, I, I will say, uh, especially from a skydiving point of view, I always thought the pinnacle of my skydiving would be if I could ever be in a movie. And this definitely was it, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I've had the opportunity some, I've been very fortunate with some opportunities, and uh, but this, by far, just the whole project itself was was amazing, and, and it, without any shadow of doubt in my mind, that, that it fulfilled what I think for me is will always be the pinnacle of my skydiving career, and so I'll always be grateful to the, you know, to the folks that hired me for that. That and I was, I've always been a Mission fan. I've I've, I've watched every one of the movies, uh, more than once, all of them and uh you know i i love that you know the whole i know you mentioned james bond you know that, that that genre of movie james bond the whole Bourne series mission impossible i i love it all it's just kind of it just fits what i what i enjoy watching and um wh- would i have ever thought that uh when i watched the uh, the original mission impossible um would i at some point be Working with Tom or having the ability to even meet the, meet the guy and and do anything, especially something that I love to do such as skydiving, never in my mind, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that. But it it, it happened, and it, what what a way to uh, sort of highlight my career skydiving! It's, it was really cool. Have
0: you have you ever had any like strange conversations with friends or coworkers where they bring up the movie or like? I don't know. They didn't know that you were in it. Like what is it like to be f- featured in one of the most epic scenes in a in a blockbuster movie like this but nobody recognizes you cuz you're the stunt double. Is you casually dropping into conversation every once in a while? On top uh, of that, yeah. also
1: Rusty, how did it feel during opening night to have like two entire rows of the theater packed out with your friends and them am all screaming like we know him he's sitting right here
2: when the st- when the skydiving stunt came on um uh, the so the movie thing so that movie thing was awesome i that was really special to me to be able to you know to have a crew of people where we went and watched the, the opening night here um locally at the at the movie theater here in town it was it was really special. It was, it was so fun, and you know, sometimes when when somebody's behind you eating eating the uh, the popcorn real loud, or when it's the quiet parts of the movie and they're opening their peanut M Ms and they can't quite get it open, they're making all that noise, and people turn around like, "God, oh, God, what are you doing?" And then, but we sort of top that with the, like you say, the two rows of people just like,
1: woo, yeah!" <laughs> and
2: everybody turn around like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> so yeah, and then, was, and then you're like,
1: "He's in the movie."
2: <laughs> Turn back around. Yeah, <laughs> you're missing the best part. You're missing it. <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, so that was cool. The um, some of those, uh, you know, obviously my friends and, the, and the, a lot of the skydiving uh, friends and community, you know, it, it p- people sort of knew just from skydiving and, and just being um, it, sort of in the industry that that sort of, it, the word sort of got out pretty quick. And but you know, in in my other day job the um you know flying for frontier it's 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 funny um you know you sit in the flight deck and you meet somebody for the first time and they're like oh uh, what do you like to do and do you have any kids and um, what is your wife you know the normal conversations that come up with two people that have never met each other before and the only uh, immediately the only uh, common denominator that there is is you're sitting in the same airplane and you work for the same company you sort of have the same interests, but um the uh uh so you know, I talk about skydiving. Oh, I like to skydive every now and again, you know, I I've been doing it a little while and um it, it doesn't happen much now, but you know, because it's been well this year, well, June or July, it's gonna be two years when the movie came out. And um so they, you know, at the beginning it was like, Oh, did you see that that new movie? Uh with uh, Tom Cruise. I guess he was skydiving too. And uh so like yeah, yeah 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 it was really good yeah did you, did you watch the movie yeah yeah I did uh, man I, that must have taken some training and like, yeah it it did oh yeah you did did you hear about that yeah yeah I I I, I did it what <laughs> I, I I did I I did his training I did huh. I did the thing <laughs> I, did, was me. I, I did the thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of so very awesome. confused looks where they're like no nah, I don't believe you but well, okay. So I mean, it's uh, it, it was it, it, and still today, you know, um, you know, people, if if it comes up, um, it, it's it's funny because you know people obviously are still very interested in it, and uh, um, and they, they they are a little shocked about is this really am I am I being punked right now? Is this for real? So. Um, or sometimes actually now they're like, Oh, are you the, are you the guy that did the skydiving thing with, uh, with Tom Cruise? Yeah. The sky, jumps? So, um, sky jumps. So, so I get, I get that every now and again too, which is pretty funny, but, uh, um, especially when you yeah, grow cool. your
0: mustache out and probably recognize you then. <laughs> Do you have to get a new autograph pin? Did you burn out your first one?
2: But, <laughs> but burn, burn, burn them all out. It's funny. They actually did at the beginning when I first, when I first met Tom, this is pretty funny. So, um, you know, I, I've been clean shaven, um, my, you know, ever since I left high school, I mean, every job I've had, I've, you know, they're like, Oh, you got to shave. So, um, I really haven't ever grown facial hair. And so I didn't know you could, I probably can't. <laughs> so, um, so they should have got part, you, part Brett, the, you grow
1: the shit out of some facial hair. Brett can. Oh, of course. He yeah. Can. Brett can.
2: Yeah. Um, oh. So yeah, Tom. Tom said, "Hey, uh, but guess what? You're gonna have to grow a beard, a black beard, because <laughs> <goes>, like, because <laughs> Henry's, you know, Henry's got a mustache and he's got like, he's got like scruff." He goes, can you do that? I said, "Well, fire um, up CRISPR. We got to modify your genes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. I mean, may, hopefully and then they, they said well wh- whatever you can do we can work from it just just see what you could grow <laughs> and then it was like well it it turned into the um uh they ended up doing a face replace a digital face replacement of uh, of henry so um yeah no no scruff required so but uh, you know because i was still flying at the time you know i was bouncing back and forth between you know denver where i live and you know where i'm based for work and they were um You know I was traveling back and forth, and you know so I was coming back to fly trips um and I' heading back to London to go train and then coming back and flying so I was having to shave to come back to work so um because I was still keeping you know a good portion of my flying schedule in between the times that Tom was available so to, to for training in the wind tunnel so um uh, well, it's kind of
0: ironic. Yeah. It's a trope in the movie, the, uh, you know, all the different masks they wear. So it's only fitting that they just put Henry Cavill's face on your
2: face. <laughs> yeah. It was funny when they did the, the, they were doing the face replacement, when they were actually doing the like the pictology for that. Um, we were, we had a, a, a weather day, a bad weather day. So a day we couldn't, uh, we couldn't jump. It was too windy in the desert. So, um they said, "Oh, will get you, put your helmet on everything that you would normally wear. So from, you know, don't put your jumpsuit on, but you know, from the neck up, be, be dressed ready as if you were going to go jump. And so they laid me down on one table and then Henry was in, uh, uh, when we were out filming the actual skydiving scene, he was only there for, a, I think it was three days. So one of those three days we couldn't even jump. Um, so he, uh, they laid us both down, him on one table, and then me on the table right next to him. And then they had all this green screen that was all built around us, and then cameras that they were they were maneuvering around both of us to take all these pictures at different angles. So they could they they were already working on the digital face replacement for him, um, and they you know they just basically just took whatever was inside the 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 visor of the helmet. And then they just kind of matched that size up, so they could just take the whole. Basically, the, everything from the visor in was just replaced.
1: That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, cool. it's it's that is very ironic. You spent all that time trying to grow facial hair, you had no experience with, and then just I'll eh, we'll fix it in post.
2: Yeah, don't need that. We'll just <laughs> uh, we'll just hire a hundred people to digitally do it for the whatever 120 frames a second of footage.
1: Now you said that uh, you guys filmed it in the Middle East, right? You guys filmed the actual jump in Abu Dhabi? What was it, what was this, it like filming yes. over there?
2: Oh, what an amazing experience. I spent quite a bit of time out in the Middle East with um, iFly um, for the wind tunnel stuff. Um, but uh, this was a, a, a very, very different experience. Um, so yeah, we spent um, six weeks... If it was out there in in uh, in Abu Dhabi and um you know we stayed in, uh, in this really nice hotel you know obviously it was very very well looked after uh, not only because you know we were part of the the movie team but also because the the royal family were were and the you know the government were sponsoring and supporting uh this movie so I mean they really looked after us. it was unbelievable. Um, so we stayed right there in, in Abu Dhabi, and um, the, the place where we actually were jumping was um, a military base um, outside of Abu Dhabi. So it was sort of between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, in the middle of nowhere. I can't even remember the name of the base, um, but it was, it was very secure, um, and you, you, not, not a place that you would stumble upon. Um, so very heavily guarded, and it was all thanks to the military because we were using their C-17s um, to jump from. And um, so they were a, a massive proponent of actually making this, this stunt happen because a lot of places like the U.S. and and Europe, the U.K. especially, because the U.K. has a couple of C-17s, but the, the rules and restrictions that they were imposing on the team were we making things difficult and the uae were just so overwhelmingly welcoming just oh yeah that's great go ahead brilliant <laughs> i mean we, we were safe you know there were certain things that we had to do to be safe especially when we were you know taking the aircraft up to you know 20 25 27, feet um especially Ooh, and at night that's way up um, there yeah, so it was you know they they said hey there's certain things that we you know we, that we we do this this and this and this is how we do it and da, 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 da and so obviously you know the military and that's how that's how they operate and um it's just, it, we just found them more accommodating to you know some of the so you
0: you were actually doing Halo skydives filming that I oh, mean I it, it, I didn't realize you were actually going up to twenty five thousand feet oh yeah yeah
2: so the um. The exit scene of the of the movie um, was was filmed. That one was done at twenty five thousand feet. Well,
1: explain wow. Halo for anyone that's not familiar with that. That's so a Halo, term you high,
2: hear. Yeah, high altitude, low opening. So um, there's 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 obviously the, the military loves their their acronyms. But uh, Hey Ho, uh, high altitude, high opening, um, is when you get out of the aircraft at a high altitude. So normally anything more than eighteen thousand feet, twenty thousand feet, where you need oxygen, and uh, either high opening or low opening, depending on when you deploy your parachute. And so this was obviously a freefall scene. So uh, high altitude, getting out of the airplane, low opening, which was um, not necessarily. I mean, low could be considered dangerous, but you know, low is just what we would call our standard deployment altitude of, you know, somewhere in the realm of three to three thousand feet to 4,000 feet, somewhere in that area there.
1: So you got about two minutes of free fall for that jump?
2: Yes. So we did uh, one, you know, above 25. um, And that was, I tell you, it felt like the longest skydive. Because that's the highest I've ever uh, exited an aircraft. Develop an an internal clock when you're
1: skydiving. And you have, you know, like after about 45 seconds to a minute free fall, your bells in your head are ringing. It's like, Hey, I need to be open my parachute now. So anything, yes. you know, double the altitude of what you would normally jump from as, you know, just a civilian skydiver, 13,000 feet or so. Anything above that standard amount of freefall time, you start thinking like, I'm about to go in. There's no yeah. way the ground is, <laughs> there's no way I have an entire, another skydive underneath me a free fall time.
2: It's, it's, it's really trippy. And, you know, we did it, a, a lot of those jumps, uh, those high altitude jumps, the majority of them were right at sunset or some we did at night. You know, Tom wanted some night jumps and um, um, we, we did some just plain night jumps. And, you know, when you're up there at that altitude, like you say, it's, it, take, it feels like forever before you, before you get to, you know, deployment altitude.
1: Got the vision he has too about like understanding the lighting and knowing like when we cut this all together in post, we want some of these shots to have like this really dramatic flare on them from the sun, or we want some of these shots to be like you know, like have dramatic lighting from the cameraman or wherever their lighting was coming from. It's just cool, like to hear about someone thinking so far ahead and knowing that some of these jumps need to be lit a certain way, some of them need to be lit another way, all wrapped around this. Incredible stunt that you're also performing, like this, this uh, choreographed set of maneuvers. It's really cool. So we so
2: every so every scene that you see, um, so the, the the skydiving scene itself was actually three sections. So the first. I did section want to know about the, this. Yeah, the first section is the exit portion down to a down to the lightning strike. So then right there, that cuts into the second skydive. Third section was right after the, where there's, a, there's another collision. So right, right where Tom meets Henry in free fall. So that's where the third skydive starts down to deployment. So, but every single skydive was done at the same, the exit time was the same every jump. So 6.44 PM every night, after we'd done a a, a, a series of training, um, was was actual live? You know, we're filming, so there was practice. So you done do a bunch of day. training
1: jumps throughout the day, and then do yes. like the one take at night. Yes, yeah, so the six or right at sunset.
2: All, all the yeah, all the training was done during daylight. So we, we cleaned everything up, and you know, uh, well, I guess I'll I'll come back to that. But yeah, six forty four. Was when all the actual hey, this is going to be a uh, no shit this is a this is a, this is a take we're going to go out and do a take so when, when you think about it's intense uh, um, when you sh- when you when you shoot a movie um, and you say okay uh, Brett and Josh I want you guys to to run at each other uh, land on the grass roll around and act like you're fighting okay that didn't work do it again and do it again do it again do it again so you know you could do a thousand takes in one afternoon, however many it is, right? But we got one take every day to get it right. And the reason why is because they want they wanted the light to be perfect. They wanted the light to be the same throughout the entire scene. And that's just part of the perfection that goes into Tom's work, Chris's work, that whole team. Um because they didn't want to CGI it. Tom's very much against it. Hey, I want this to look like it's real, and it's going to be real. And I want, the, I want the sunset to be the same every single time. No questions asked. Let's go. So They did an incredible uh, job of replacing the backgrounds. Oh, unbelievable.
1: That is, because it's it is not over Dubai or uh, over Abu Dhabi in the movie. It's over Paris. No, so
2: it's over Paris, yeah. So anytime the, anytime the camera looks down, obviously you can cheat the light a little bit. So, because you're already CGIing, you can cheat that light, you know, because you can just take what it what it was on the on the way that where Cray goes over and rolls over the top. You can keep that light, and then just it's easily to tra- you can easily transfer. I say easily, pfft, I couldn't do it, but the whiz kids that do, um, you know, they they could replace the ground. Um, but yeah, the sunset that you see um, in the movie is actually, it's no, there's nothing fake about that. It's actually when, when it happened. And you know, there was, there was days we'd just go up before we started actually doing live filming, you know, actual filming shots, you know, we'd take the airplane up for a training jump and, uh, say, okay, so we're at 25,000 feet. This is where the sunset is now. It's too early. Let's go three minutes later. And that's how specific they were. They had to fly that C-17 on a on a jump run at 160 knots, which you know 183 miles, whatever it is, miles an hour, to get right over the actual point at the exact time every single day. Because if you miss it, it takes like five
1: minutes to go around and come back around and hit the same spot again, or maybe even no, longer.
2: Yeah, there's no, there was, I mean, you can go around in the C-17, but like you say, there's, you're out of time, you're done. So yeah, you just it, have to make over. it work. And it's, it, um, oh, awesome. I mean, those pilots, the entire team on that C-17 and uh, one of our team, um, another Brit, um, Alex, he was the jump master. Um, you know, he's also a pilot. And, you know, so there was coordination. Um, and, you know, he's, Alex is a skydiver, he's a pilot. Uh, you know, I'm a skydiver. I'm a pilot, and so and you know, Tom's a skydiver and he's a pilot. And so, you know, when we sat down and we, you know, every single day we worked out what what the winds were doing, we worked out what the spot would look like, and we gave ourselves a window. Hey, at this time we can get out here all the way to here, and you know, the the air force base that we were jumping at was massive. So, and we were deploying at an altitude that we could, you know, you know, easily get ourselves back to the landing area. But you know, you window it wasn't five minutes long, so you got there too early. There was a there was a chance that you might get hosed. You know, there's a couple times a couple times we were on the shorter side of it and there was a couple times we we're on the longer side of it. You know, that's just that's just how things go because you know working down to when you think seconds like that. And those guys in the airplane, those guys that flew that C seventeen, unbelievable. So they 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 did such a great job. But um back to your other question about training. So yeah so we we um, we did training jumps throughout, so they gave us um, a couple of twin otters, some of the nicest twin otters. The, the skydiving airplanes that are used, um, most skydiving centers around the world use twin otters. Um, it's a, a very you know sought after you know used airplane. So it's not um, a tailgate aircraft like the C seventeen, though. It's a it's a side it's exit not. side door. It's a correct so the even though the, the the door setup is different we use that you know because it's you know it doesn't cost it costs for for people like us it costs a lot of money to just jump in a twin otter and go fly it for however many hours a day um but to jump in a c17 hold it from ball game so um yeah you know, for a lot of our, for a lot of our practice we used um we used the twin otter to you know when we got to abu dhabi Uh, Tom had been through sort of an AFF refresh course, which was, you know, he almost, I didn't do his, his AFF and another, um, another two of the team members in England, um, did his sort of his refresh course. And And uh, AFF is the,
1: uh, accelerated free fall training course. It's what you, it's what you would do to become a new skydiver.
2: Correct. Yeah. So Tom had already completed that course back in the eighties at skydive to land and, um, So had already got the experience, but because it'd been so long um, and he, and he'd done some fun jumps and he, he had, you know, some skydives under his belt, but because it'd been so long, you know, they, the the correct choice was to get him recurrent and, you know, just make sure that, you know, the, the parachute technology is different now, you know, since, you know, the early eighties, even though he was jumping a square parachute, not a round parachute, um, like they did many, many years ago. um, You know, it was just, Hey, we want to, we know you fly airplanes, we know you fly helicopters, just kind of get you back into the groove and, um, just to keep it as uh, safe as possible. So, um, right, right as he kind of graduated or regraduated, if you want to call it that, um, that AFF program again, um, we went through some belly flying skills, almost like the, for us here in, in, in the, in the States, like that kind of coaching progression where you, where you're taking somebody that's a safe solo skydiver and now we, okay, we can, we can skydive in small groups and then gradually going up into slightly bigger groups of people and, um, you know, upping the skill level slightly. And so we were just kind of um, consolidating the wind tunnel training and now putting it into that free fall environment and, you know, adding in equipment and deployment altitudes and, you know, landing on a new target because we had to build our own AstroTurf landing area in the desert in the, in the Middle East um, cause it wasn't actually a skydiving center. So we had to make a skydiving center. Um, so, and then we took that belly flying to, you know, him rolling onto his back and practicing all the skills that we practiced in, in the wind tunnel, bat flying and transitions, all the skills that we were, he's going to need, um, to, to shoot this deal. I mean, it was just, you know, days and days and days of work. And, you know, we, we actually got, the team got there a week before Tom showed up. Uh, so we could set up the drop zone and you know make sure the aircraft were good and um, just you know just operate the drop zone uh, with the with the pilots. So we you know we could get a you know so when Tom comes over it's sort of a it's we're, we're up and running we're going it's um, get you know get get out some of those glitches so to speak you know just any, anything Rusty, when you set something up brand new yeah.
0: How many skydives did you do with Tom and also uh, the C seventeen Globemaster it's a big plane was it just you and tom and the camera operator and that giant thing
2: on every skydive uh no the airplane had a lot of people on but the i did i left there i'd have to look but i think i left there with 112 jumps total you
1: probably have more skydives with him than any other human on the planet
2: (laughs) with tom that is so amazing yeah oh i i do without a doubt um I hope I keep that accolade for a, a while longer too <laughs> but yeah I, I I know I do for sure. Um but um he uh so yeah Tom did about 80 jumps out there. You know we you know we were there a week before. So yeah it's about right. Yeah, I did about 100. And you you were on every jumps.
0: skydive with him out, out there when you were you guys were practicing and filming after his AFF. You were on every jump with them.
2: Yeah, and, and except towards the end where there was a we we had we did have a backup replacement for me because in case I got hurt, they didn't want to stop filming for me. So there was there was some jumps where um, uh, Alan The guy's like was, rusty. Was
1: Please roll your ankle. Please roll your
2: ankle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But the um, the airplane itself. Yeah, the C seventeen is just an enormous airplane. When you stand on the inside of that thing, you think oh. when I st- when I stood on the inside of a C one thirty, I was like, man, this thing is huge. Then you get inside of a C seventeen that I think will carry a C one thirty Hercules. Uh, it's ma- massive airplane, but they. Um, so who
0: who else do you have on there? You, do you have
2: assistants? Do you have other yes. camera operators? Okay. So we had. Um, so there was obviously Tom, uh, myself. There was Craig, and then there was uh, you know for so for the exit portion, uh, Henry was in the airplane even though he didn't jump. Henry's in the airplane because some of that was filmed with Henry in the airplane while we were at altitude. Um, so a, a handful of the jumps, Henry was on the airplane. The uh, producer, the director, Chris McQuarrie was on. Um, he wasn't on every load, but he was on a good portion of the. He was on every single one of the. Uh, the hey, we're gonna we're gonna shoot this. This is a this is a take. Uh, we had a doctor on the airplane, um, who was also can, can a, you give a us professional. A-
1: can you give us a little bit of insight on what they did with Henry? Like some clever camera moves to like show him and then hide him as they body switched from yes. him to you. I, I would, I'd really like to hear about like what kind of shuffling went on there.
2: Right. Okay. So in, in a perfect world um, we would video conferences and I can use my hands and my fingers. Um, so I'll try and, and, uh, elaborate and storyboard it as best as I can for everybody to to kind of get an understanding of it. So um, when you watch the movie, you'll see at the beginning, before the tailgate opens, as there's a conversation that's happening between um, Henry and Tom, and that's all happened, that's all filmed on the ground. And then Tom, uh, the door opens, and Tom walks to the, to the tailgate of the airplane, looks out, and sees the thunderstorm. And uh, right at that time where he turns around to walk back to the front of the airplane, that's when we quote unquote go live for our piece. So um, at that time, the tailgate is down. Um, uh, Craig O'Brien, world's best free fall photographer, videographer ever. Um, he's on the tailgate, standing next to Tom. Tom's staring at the, the, ha- the back of the tailgate of the airplane. 25,000 feet, it's dusk. Behind, behind Craig, There's myself, there are safety skydivers, and there's the the jump master, Alex, I mentioned Alex. uh, He's the guy that's making sure we're over the correct spot. So there's two safety skydivers. There's myself, and then there is uh, Alex, the jump master. So they were very pedantic, which they should have been, because it looks cool, on making sure that this whole scene, the exit down to the lightning strike happened without any cuts. Because whenever you see a cut, you're like, that, oh, that's where the stunt double jumps in. So they wanted to make it you know, almost a, how did that happen? How did they get that stunt double in there? It just seems impossible. So that was, the, that was one of our you know, missions, so to speak. So right as Tom's walking forward in the aircraft back towards Henry, uh, where they're sort of gearing up and setting up. So now Craig is just following. Craig's the camera guy. He's just following Tom. So he's just kind of slightly behind him. And now we're all following Craig. So we're behind the camera, as as Craig starts to go around Tom's right side, and there's the altercation with, "Hey, you can't, you can't go. It's not safe." And uh, Henry Henry pulls uh, Tom's oxygen from his helmet. He pulls that and and starts to walk towards the back of the aircraft. And right as as Henry exits the camera frame to the left, and Craig is slowly orbiting around Tom as he's, as he's seeing, oh, there's something going on with my mask. Just as, as, as uh, Henry exits the, the screen to the left, that's where the switch happens. And now Henry takes my spot in following the camera guy around. And, and I'm the person that's you know, then just running out the back of the, air, uh, back of the aircraft. Now, what, also what you don't see is as, as Craig is still orbiting Tom, with his back to the front of the aircraft, Henry is now hiding. So he's now hiding, so he doesn't get seen once Craig continues to orbit around Tom and is now running out of the airplane backwards, essentially looking down the inside of the aircraft and you can't see anybody. Henry is now hiding. The jump master is also hiding with Henry. You can't see him hiding behind the boxes. And the two safety divers are, are running out backwards, still behind Craig, just some of the, the best um, choreography of I mean, it took us forever to figure out how to do it without, you know making sure we can hide people, making sure we can get the switch, and making sure we can get that shot that Tom really wanted, which is Craig stepping off the, the tailgate of the aircraft, looking to the inside of the aircraft with just Tom diving out. You can't see anybody else. Because I got to be honest.
0: It it sounds more difficult than the actual skydive. That is insane.
2: That choreography was was incredibly difficult to get right. So and much. And something I, I
0: found out on something I found online at Craig. Um, I read that he had an IMAX camera. He was skydiving with an IMAX camera on his helmet. That's yeah. The, I think the that's the dragon, first time that's ever been done.
2: It's uh, that thing was like I. I I can't remember how heavy he said it was with the lens. So just the camera is heavy. It's probably 18, 20 pounds, maybe heavy camera. Then you've got the lens and then you've got the motorization function that does the, you know, the focus. I mean, his, his, um, camera helmet was so heavy. That guy is, is without a shadow of doubt. That guy is, is a rock solid stud and just to have a huge of the neck. neck. <laughs> yeah 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 like a, a a 25 inch neck he is <laughs> unbelievable and his i mean he's just it, it, the most humble guy on the planet just the nicest but just so good um the i'd hate to uh i'd hate to listen for the 25 minutes that josh would go on about craig his his his, <laughs> he, his list is his, his introduction is going to be way long
1: he is amazing and i would he carnival bark him
2: any day yeah, but just just that. Where I mean, that exit scene was, um, you know, that's where Henry was. You know, he had the opportunity to be there. Um, he, Henry really wanted to jump, and I would love to see down the road. Henry Henry actually trains to skydive. It would be awesome. He he really wants to do it, and I hope he I hope he really does. Um, was he
1: harnessed in when he was doing the acting in the plane?
2: He or did. They just have a safety
1: line. He didn't pass or something on the floor
2: of the plane. You know. God, you're stretching my memory here. Because you see what the originally we went back and forth. And the reason we went back and forth is at the beginning they didn't want to see a line. Well, okay, well if if we don't want to see any attachment, we're going to have to put a a live skydiving equipment on him in case for some reason he falls out. I mean it's pretty hard to run and fall out of a C seventeen. It's so big. It's not like falling out of a small two seater aeroplane where the door is right next to you. But trip um, and roll but, for 75 feet (laughs) (laughs) and I'm still rolling and I'm still rolling, (laughs) but I think he might be accelerating himself. Look, he's running. Are you rolling? So, Gravity's doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you can't be harnessed in when you have a real skydiving equipment on, because if there's a premature deployment, as you guys will know, if, if something happens where a parachute does start to extract from the system accidentally inside the airplane, you don't, you don't want to be actually attached to the airplane at the time. Take so, the whole plane down um, like that. Yeah. So um, I believe we ended up, um, we he didn't have a, a live skydiving. And like I say, we went back and forth, but um, uh, didn't have a live skydiving equipment on for the actual shoot. Um, and they were able to find a way to uh, harness him in uh, through his jumpsuit leg. So, you know, it's a, no, just a cable wire. Um, to stop him from, you know, unfortunately, you know, or, or you know, getting out accidentally. So, yes, yeah, so he got to be left out. that. He's obviously really cool, really special. You know, Henry, just another great, great guy. He's such a great person to work with. Um, I hope to teach him just guy to skydive one day. So I do have one uh, really important
0: question uh, before we wrap up. I really want to know if there is any chance of you blasting off into space with Tom Cruise (laughs) when they filmed the Elon Musk SpaceX project that I've been hearing rumors about. I actually found out from Josh.
2: I will will not silence my phone at night until it (laughs) happens, just in case I get the phone call. I would hands down I'd love to go I, I, I it's going to happen somebody's going to do it it's definitely going to be Elon and it's surely going to be Tom but um, Rusty I, how I, much I would, experience do you have back to. flying in space with no atmosphere uh, <laughs> I could die I don't know I could make that up <laughs> I've done a lot in my dreams
1: oh boy yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be... I mean, that's pretty much the only place that Tom Cruise can go at this point to up his stuntman chops is to go into space. I mean, in Mission Impossible 6 alone, he flies a helicopter, he skydives, he drives multiple vehicle car and motorcycle stunts, no helmet, he does free running parkour jumps across giant gaps in between buildings. I mean, Tom Cruise is really like he's really the ultimate action hero as far as working in Hollywood these days.
2: And oh without a doubt.
1: Yeah, with his skill set, I think that, you know, if the apocalypse is truly upon us, at some point Tom Cruise is gonna end up ruling the world. And uh it's just it's just so amazing watching every single movie that he's involved in. It's so cool to hear your experience about you getting to do all these jumps with him and getting to basically be the person with the most Tom Cruise skydives in the entire world and all this background information is just it's just so fascinating. It's it's things that you can't find on the internet watching behind the scenes videos. You know, you don't get like these personal accounts. So we really appreciate you coming on here to the content clearinghouse and giving us your experience in the movie
2: well i i'm sure thankful for you guys having me I, I i love talking about it i love talking about skydiving and airplanes so it's, it's great i i'm, I'm just thankful you guys that you guys asked me i appreciate it
0: can't wait to see you in space rusty we're really looking forward to it get on that astronaut training buddy
2: <laughs> i need to yeah i just want to get in one of those g machines all right
1: well, again, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we appreciate everyone for listening to the Content House. Remember, share the show with your friends. That helps us so much. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at the Content Clearinghouse. And please join us next week. Thanks so much.